And neither one of those really is the best option. We've got to stay focused on our future. Well, hallelujah. See, the devil, the devil loves to deal with your past. He loves to bring up your past. Where you've been, what you've done, what you said, what you thought. He loves to deal with your past. But he really doesn't want you thinking too much about your future. Well, hallelujah. That's why the Apostle Paul said, forgetting those things that are behind. Forgetting those things that are behind. I've got to just lay all that aside. I can't change yesterday. Whatever was, was. And I can't do a thing about it. I can repent. I can get it under the blood. After that, I can't change it. It is what it is. But I tell you what I can change. I can change my future. Because I don't have to repeat the mistakes of my past. Oh, hallelujah. I don't have to get bogged down in the trials of my present. I can get my eyes on what's really important. Amen. Set my sights on an incorruptible crown. Treasure that is laid up for me that will not decay. Moth and rust does not corrupt and thieves do not break in and take away oh hallelujah praise God I don't ever want to forget what God is going to do for me amen we heard about that Sunday night didn't we amen beautiful beautiful message about the promises of God amen hallelujah taking it to the bank Leaving God for the things that he said. And it's so crucial, so essential that we trust him and believe him. Believe that he is going to do everything. 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 Everything he has ever promised, he will do. Well, hallelujah. I have not lost sight of a new building. I have not lost sight starting daughter works I have not lost sight of every promise God has made this church well hallelujah and I just want the devil to know tonight I still believe the promises of God I don't care what it looks like I don't care what it feels like I still believe the promises of God Oh, hallelujah. 
Amen, amen, amen. Every once in a while, we need to just go down the list, remind ourselves, and remind the devil this is what God is going to do. Not what God might do, but what God is going to do. He is. It's already settled. There's no debate on the issue. I'm not trying to believe it. I do believe it. Come on, somebody. I said, I'm not trying to believe it. I do believe it. I'm not wrestling with my faith tonight. I'm not struggling with unbelief tonight. God said it. And it's impossible for God to lie. It's going to happen. Oh, hallelujah. Ah, saints of God, I wish you'd jump on this bandwagon of mine tonight. I wish you'd ride in this chariot tonight. I'm telling you, God's going to do what he said he would do. Hallelujah. Amen. So the past is what it is. We're not going to cry over it anymore. We're not going to weep over it anymore. We're not looking back. We're not trying to run this race looking over our shoulder. Jesus said no man puts his hand to the plow and looks back is even fit for the kingdom of God. So I'm not looking back tonight. There's nothing back there that interests me. I got my eyes set on a goal. Got my heart set on a promise. And I'm claiming the promise God has promised to me. Oh, hallelujah. I've had people make me promises they didn't keep. I've had people make me promises they didn't keep. They meant to keep them. They wanted to keep them. They intended to keep them. But they didn't. But I can tell you this. When God makes a promise, he'll keep it. He'll keep it. The Bible says God knows the end from the beginning. So it doesn't matter what circumstance you have encountered between the promise and the fulfillment. None of that matters. God saw all that coming. God has not been surprised by anything that's happened between the promise and the fulfillment. None of it's caught God off guard. Well, I didn't intend to say any of this tonight, but I'm saying it. It's nowhere in my notes. It has nothing to do with what I want to preach. But I feel like saying it tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Your situation is not surprising to God. It may have surprised you, but it didn't surprise him. He knows the end from the beginning. 
And I'm telling you, God saw the valley you'd walk through right now. God saw that when he made the promise. And God said, I don't care about that. I'm still going to give you what I told you I'd give you. Oh, hallelujah. Ah, Lord. Moses, children of Israel, got to the Red Sea. God wasn't surprised that that Red Sea was there. You hear me? God put it there. God's the one that caused that sea to flow where it was flowing. And God's the one that told Moses to go in that direction. God wasn't caught off guard when they came to the Red Sea. And the people said, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? God said, you know what he said? Does anybody know what God said? Yeah. He said, you just stand still. You just, you just stand still. Come on, quit, quit pacing the floor. Quit biting your fingernails. Quit whining and crying. Quit moaning and groaning. God's not surprised that sea's there. God put it there and he said you just stand still because <laughs> I got plans see I'm going to show you something you've never seen before oh hallelujah and what an obstacle what an obstacle the Red Sea how are we going to pass this God said don't worry about it don't just one little gentle breath amen blowing on that water is going to fix this problem for you and listen I'm not just giving you an escape route that's part of it but I got more plans there's a reason why I wanted you at this sea. I know it looks like a problem for you, but it's not a problem for you. It's a problem for Pharaoh. That's what the Red Sea's put here for. It's not to be a problem for you. It's to be a problem for your problem. Woo. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, that's why this river's here. That's why this problem's here. It's, it's not to trouble you. You just stand still and watch what I'm about to do here. I, I'm going to get you through this. This is no big deal to me. I'm going to get you through this. I did all of this for a purpose because I'm sick and tired of Pharaoh bothering you. And I'm going to take care of him tonight. Well, come on somebody. I wish you'd understand that the problem that has come into your life is not to trouble you. It's to trouble your trouble. God's going to take that Red Sea and swallow up Pharaoh and his armies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. You don't worry about that fiery furnace. Don't worry about that. You don't worry about it. Don't, don't fret over it. I got plans for that fire. Now look, God could have done any number of things. You know, God could have used that same breath and just blown the fire out like we do a birthday candle. Right? Right? God could have just... and just turn the furnace off. God could have, but God had plans for that fire. Well... Dear God, this is not anywhere near where I wanted to go, but I think I'm in the right place right now. Because see, you the, those, those three Hebrews, those three Hebrews, they, they, when they're standing at the furnace, they're bound hand and foot. That's right. That's right. King's men got a hold of them. They're bound. And they throw them in that fire. God says, look, don't sweat the fire. Hallelujah. Don't sweat the fire. It's going to be all right. I got plans for that fire. It's not going to hurt you. It's going to hurt what's hurting you. Well, isn't that the way it worked? Isn't that the way it worked? I know you're standing. I didn't ask you to stand so you can sit or do what you want to do. I don't care, but I'm preaching to you tonight. And I know I didn't take a text, but I'm preaching to you tonight. And I'm telling you, I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. Ah, Lord. Hallelujah. God, God said, look, boys, that fire's not there to hurt you. It's to hurt what's hurting you. That's why I let it keep burning. I got a plan for that fire. I got a purpose for that fire. Well, hallelujah. Mm. Go over to Daniel chapter 3 and let's, let's, let's talk about this for a minute. I, I'm probably not going to get to my notes tonight, but I feel good what I'm saying right now. Ah, Lord, I wish you'd quit resenting the problem you're having and understand that problem is not there to trouble you. It's to trouble your trouble. Come on, get your faith in God. Quit letting the devil lie to you. Quit letting the devil tell you God's, God's upset. God's trying to hurt you. That's not what's going on. God's trying to help you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Oh, let's see. Let's let's get down to let's, let's get down here to verse 16. Let's, let's let's read first of all what they said. Let's read. We know this story, but we need to be reminded tonight. Read, read. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, oh, we are Nebuchadnezzar. not to we're answer not, thee in this matter. Look, we're not having to weigh our words out. We're not having to think about what we're saying. I'm not writing a speech. I don't need a teleprompter. Well, hallelujah. I'm not even careful about how I'm going to answer. I'm just going to tell you exactly how I feel, okay? Read. If it be so, what happened there? Read. Our God whom we serve is Our able. Our God whom we serve is. He's what? He's able. He's able to deliver us from the burning fire. See, if furnace. God wants to, if God wants to, he can blow this fire out. If God wants to, he can transport us back to Jerusalem. Come on. Well, can't he? Yes, sir. He moved Stephen. He picked up Elijah. Well, if God wants to, he can get us out of, out of this fiery furnace if that's what God wants. But I'm not going to worry about it. Because if I end up in the fire, God's got a plan for the fire. He's able to get us out of this burning fiery furnace. And he'll, deli he'll deliver and, us and out listen, of thine listen, hand, listen, O king. Listen, listen. He didn't say he's able to deliver us out of your hand. They said he will. Now, he's able to deliver us from the fire. But God may have another plan for the fire. But I don't care what God's plan is. Either way, this is not in your hands. It's in God's hands. Well, Hallelujah. Either way, God is getting us out of your control. Well, God's got a plan for that fire. Now, now, read. But if not. But if not. If not. If God doesn't deliver us from this fire. Be it known unto thee, O known king, unto you, king, that we will not serve Doesn't matter what happens. We're not going to serve your gods. Nor worship the we are not going to worship your image. I just want to serve notice that my trial is not going to make me backslide. My trial is not going to make me lose out with God. My problem is not going to make me question the one that I serve. I don't care what happens. I'm going to stand firm for my convictions. I'm going to do what's right if it costs me my life. I'll worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Read. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury. Uh, yeah, the king wasn't too happy about all that. And the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah, he made mean eyes at them. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should I'm sure it was way worse than that, but anyhow, you picked up a little too fast there. But yeah, I'm sure it was worse than just mean eyes. But the form of his visage was changed. 
I'm telling you, he turned blood red. He was mad. His blood pressure went through the roof. His forehead was about to explode. Veins are bulging. The Bible says his visage was changed. His eyes looked like fire. His visage was changed. His appearance was changed. He was about to have what we used to call in the South a conniption. Ever heard of one of those? Yes, sir. He's about to have a conniption, Brother Merriman. Because he thought he really had it over on these guys and they're not afraid of him. They're not intimidated by him. Come on. Therefore he spake. You find that in there? It's about halfway through the verse. Therefore he spake and commanded. Do I have to read it too? And commanded right. that they should heat the furnace. That they should heat the furnace. One seven times more than it was wont to be heated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get this thing seven times hotter than what the furnace even wants at this point. Furnace don't even want to get that hot. That's how mad the king is. Well, hallelujah. Well, I mean, that's what it sounds like when you read King James. That's what it sounds like. The furnace is saying, no, no, please, not that hot, please. I don't even think I can take that. Well, so read. What did he do? And he commanded the most mighty men. He commanded men the most mighty men. That were in his he army. He wanted the guys that had muscles in places that I don't even have places. His most mighty men. That's who he commanded to to do what? To bind Shadrach, to Meshach, bind them. Everyone say to bind them. Everyone say to bind them. So they're bound, right? Right? Yes. Come on now. Just because you sit down doesn't mean you got to sit down. They're bound, right? Yes. All right. They're bound now, and, and so. They're bound and read, read. And to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Yeah, they're bound and they're getting ready to be thrown into the fire. Read. Then these men were bound they in were their coats. They were bound in their coats. Their hosen and their now, hats. Whoa, whoa. I have no idea why they got on hose. I hadn't figured that one out. But uh, those, those Babylonians must have held them down and forced them on them. I don't know. I don't know. Amen. You're going to have to find a better theologian than me to figure out why these guys had on hose. I'm going to tell you what, they put hose on me, just go ahead and throw me in the fire. I'm, I'm done, you hear me? I'm done. Praise God. Roast me and get it over with. Praise God. All right, they're bound, they're bound. I'm having too much fun tonight. They're bound in their coats and their hosing. And their hats and their other yeah, garments. Yeah, that looks funny too, doesn't it? And their other garments. And were cast into the midst of cast, the burning, fiery furnace. Cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. This sounds bad, but we're not done yet. Read. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, yeah. the furnace exceeding hot, yeah. the flame of the fire the slew, flame of the fire slew, those, slew men those men that took up Shadrach. That took Meshach up Shadrach. I'm telling you, God had a plan for the fire. That's why he didn't blow it out. That's why he didn't put it out. These big tough men that thought no 
nobody can stop them. God said, I'm going to show you how tough you are. You're not nearly as tough as I am. And the man that threw him in got burnt. Well, now, I want you to skip down and uh, read verse 25. He answered and said, Lo, I see four four men loose. I see four men what? I see four men what? How did they go in? How are they now? God had a plan for the fire. You know what God did? God let that fire burn up the mighty men. God let the fire burn up the ropes. But it never touched Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God said, this is not your problem. This is their problem. You just trust me. I'm going to be there with you. I see four men loose. Walking and they're walking. Now look, even their hose were tied up, but not anymore. Well, I'm preaching Bible tonight. Not anymore. They said, I see four of them in there. And we threw them in bound. Uh They're not bound anymore. They're walking around. They're enjoying the sunshine. They're putting on an SPF 40 or something. I don't know. That's suntan lotion. That went over your heads, didn't it? Should go on your face, arms, but anyhow, all right. Hands, whatever. All right. It went over your heads. Um, Look, they're down there walking around. They're down there walking around. And the only thing that's been hurt are the things that were trying to hurt them. That's why God let them go in there. In fact, in fact, verse 26. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fire. Yeah, I guarantee he didn't get too near. Right? Right? Are you done? Is it time to dismiss? All right, all right. I don't. I guarantee he didn't get too near. He came near, but he didn't go to the mouth of the furnace. He just got as close as he could because he'd already watched four men be consumed from the heat of it, or however many men it was that was holding these guys. Maybe six. I don't. I don't know how many of them there was. However many there were that was holding them, he watched all of them perish from the heat of it. So. I can guarantee you Nebuchadnezzar didn't get too close to that fire. He came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace. And spake and, spake and, said, and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God. You servants of the... Oh, all of a sudden Nebuchadnezzar got himself a revelation, didn't he? He got himself a revelation. Here he was about to kill them because they wouldn't worship an idol, a God that he created. But he's saying, I have come to learn something today. The God you serve is higher than the God that I created. 
The God you serve is the most high. I know my idol couldn't have done this for me. You servants of the most high God. Come forth and come hither. Now, this is one time when I wish I had the authority to rewrite the scriptures. Because you know how I'd write this? Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace, spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the most high God, come forth and come hither. What I would say is, then answered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and said, no, you come in here and get us. Well, hallelujah. But they didn't do that. They obeyed the king. The Bible said they came forth of the midst of the fire. Read. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire, and the princes, governors, and captains, and the king's counselors being to gathered together. Now look at this. Read. Saw they these men saw these men upon whose, upon bodies, whose the bodies had no power. The fire had no power. God said, I created that fire, but not to hurt you. It's got no power to hurt. Oh, somebody hear me. That trial is not intended to hurt you. The fire had no power over their bodies. Not even a hair of their head was singed. Neither were their coats Now look, changed. look, that's tough. I remember one time as a young man working at a youth camp in the kitchen. Gas stoves. And we could not get those things lit. And we had to fix breakfast. Or the ladies had to fix it. They didn't want me fixing breakfast. They just wanted me to light the stove. And that I could do, I thought. Turn the gas on, hold the match, got nowhere. You know, after a while, you get plenty of gas in there. Something's going to light. And it did. Yeah. Say that again. Do it in the microphone. That's exactly what it sounded like. Nah, that... You, yeah, kind of like that. That's, that's about right. That's, that's about the way it sounded. And I'm telling you, there was a ball of fire. And I looked down, and I actually had some hair on the back of my hand at one time, and it wasn't there anymore. I'm telling you, to get into the fire and the hair not even be sinned. And that's not all. Read. Neither were their coats changed. Their clothes were not burned at all. And in fact. Nor the smell of the fire had passed on them. They didn't even smell like smoke. Look, I can't even walk in a barber shop where it's allowed. Now, thank God it's not allowed very many places around here. I don't know if it's allowed anywhere in any public buildings in Johnson County anymore. That's fine with me. But you get into any place where somebody's allowed to smoke, you, you know, you just get ready to walk in the hospital where they have, why do they put the ashtray right in front of the door? I haven't figured that out. I mean, go stick them on the back 40 somewhere, all right? 
Make them walk 10 miles to get to the smoking ashtray, whatever. That's right. Put them out there somewhere. Say, that's discrimination. You're mighty right. And I don't care. They don't care about me, my health. Stand out there right outside the door of the hospital. Smoking. And you can't even walk through that, that you don't walk through it and smell like smoke. Just from one little cigarette, you smell like smoke. That's right. Yeah, I've had people that, you know, claim to be in the church that want to try to convince me they weren't smoking. That's hard to do. You can tell they've been smoking. I knew of one lady. She went to great lengths. This is no joke. I'm not exaggerating. She literally put on garments, I mean, head coverings. And, and Do you remember that lady, honey? Do you remember? We, we, I mean, she'd put on, I forget where this was. Maybe in Colorado. I mean, she had almost like a lab coat or something, a deal she'd put over her head. And, I mean, she would just, just to smoke a cigarette so she wouldn't smell like smoke. I had another lady that I confronted her about smoking cigarettes. Oh, no, I don't smoke. So why do you smell like smoke? Well, I accidentally dumped an ashtray on myself. I've heard it all. That wasn't good enough, didn't pass. And so finally she, she, she started saying, well, God told me it's okay for me to smoke because I wasn't addicted. Well, if you're not addicted, then why don't you quit? Well, I'm telling you, I've heard some crazy stuff in my life. I really have. But anyhow, be that as it may, you can't get around a cigarette and not smell like smoke. Right? Right? How in the world do you get in a furnace and not smell like smoke? I'll tell you how. Because God had a plan for that fire. And the plan was, it's not going to hurt my children. It's only going to hurt those that are trying to hurt my children. God put limits on the fire. It can't do damage to those I love. It can only do damage to those that are trying to damage. Those that, oh, somebody get a revelation tonight. That problem you're facing is not to hurt you. It's to hurt those that are hurting you. Okay, okay, okay. I'm done. I'm done. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. 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 So, they get in the fire and found out they weren't there alone. The Lord said, I'm, I'm going to walk around that fire with you. See, the Bible says our God is a consuming fire right our God is that's what God is God is a fire see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had spent enough time in God's fire that the enemy's fire didn't have any power on them and in fact I just kind of got a feeling here I go rewriting the scriptures again if you ever you ever read the story about Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Fox? I, I, they, I think they've outlawed that now. They say it's prejudice. They don't hardly let you read it. But back when 
when I was a kid, that was a popular story. And uh, old Br'er Rabbit, you know, Br'er Fox was, was always trying to catch Br'er Rabbit. He, he uh, was always trying to outsmart him. He wanted to catch him and eat him. And uh, he did everything and never could, never could outsmart him. Finally, one day, he tracked him, got him trapped right up against the cliff and Br'er Fox said, said I'm going to eat you now Br'er Rabbit looked over that cliff and saw a briar patch man big old thorns long briars and Br'er Rabbit said well Br'er Fox I, you've got me this time there's no getting out he said if you want to eat me just go ahead and eat me it'll be fine he said, the only thing I ask of you, whatever you do, please don't throw me in the briar patch. Br'er Fox looked at him and said, why? What, what, why are you more afraid of the briar patch than you are of me? He said, man, look at those thorns. Look, look at how sharp they are. Look, can you imagine the damage that would do if you threw me in that briar patch? Just go ahead and eat me. Get it over with. I mean, get your fork and knife. Start, you know, do, do whatever you got to do. Just go ahead, just please, I'm begging you. Whatever you do, don't throw me in that briar patch. Anybody remember the story? About four of you? Okay, well, the rest of you get to hear it for the first time, I guess. So, old Br'er Fox said, well, I, you know, this guy's messed with me for so many years. I'm going to fix him. If it's the briar patch he hates then that's exactly where he's going. Before I eat him, I'm throwing him in the briar patch. So he picked him up and threw him in the briar patch. And he was waiting to hear him start screaming and yelling from the pain. And he heard something all right. But what he heard was laughter. And Br'er Rabbit was rolling on the ground laughing. He said, you crazy fox. I was born and raised in a briar patch. This is home to me. I'm not afraid of this. This doesn't hurt me. This is right where I belong. I said all that to say, I just kind of got a feeling that's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were, were telling Nebuchadnezzar. The fire. The fire. You think, we're, oh, oh, please, whatever. No, not the fire. Oh, oh, no, not the fire. Hallelujah. We've spent so much time in the fire. This is where we were born and raised. This is what we're comfortable with. This is what we love. Hallelujah. Oh, let's stand. Musicians, come. Who was it? Who was it at Heritage? Sister Jones that told the story. The massive fire that swept through Colorado. She told hearing them talk about a house that burnt completely to the ground. So they went back to survey the damage and everything was gone. Everything. Nothing left. Except one clay pot that was it just one clay pot and said they 
asked, said, well, I don't understand. All of this other stuff, the heat was so intense that everything in the house was consumed except this clay pot. Why was it not consumed? The response was because it had already been through the fire. Right? That clay pot had already been through the fire and the fire had made it what it was. Well, praise God. The fire is what made it what it was. So the fire didn't hurt it because it had already been through the fire. Fire didn't hurt Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They'd already been through the fire. And I'm going to tell you, the fire's not going to hurt you. If you'll just keep trusting God, God's going to use this fire to make you into something that will stand the test of time. Your trial is not intended to hurt you. Are you hearing me tonight? I didn't intend to say any of this, but I'm telling you, if I ever felt like God has stepped in, God stepped in tonight to tell somebody, lift up your head. God is going to use your problem to get rid of your problem. What you see as your problem is really not the problem at all. But God's going to use what you're going through right now to get rid of the real problem. I believe that's a word from God for somebody here tonight. Let's thank him for it. Let's thank him for it. Let's thank him for it. Hallelujah.